Blog Talk Radio. Fear does not exist in this dojo, does No, that's it! Hey, does not exist in this dojo, does it? No, that's it! Hey, beast does not exist in this dojo, does it? No, that's it! Fear does not exist in this dojo, does it? No, that's it! Pain does not exist in this dojo, does it? No, that's it! Defeat does not exist in this dojo, does it? everybody for tuning in as we are live every Sunday and Friday night at 10 p.m. Central. I want to encourage you to go out and check us out on Facebook, The Majority Decision. Give us a like over there. Follow us on Twitter at MajorityMMA. Don't forget to subscribe to the show, Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, um, Pretty much any medium that you can get a podcast, you will find the majority decision. Fayaz, we're wrapping up another weekend. How's it going, man? Man, it's going pretty good, man. I'm uh, I'm rested. I'm feeling pretty good. And, uh, you know, I kind of missed the – you know, I kind of missed out that uh, there wasn't really any fighting going on this weekend, but uh, I'm sure – We'll make up for that next week. Yeah, slow slow weekend for mixed martial arts action. No major, major shows going on. But I'll tell you what, next weekend from the 19th to the 21st is absolutely jam-packed of mixed martial arts action. you got Bellator 149. you got RFA on Axis TV. you got Victory FC on Fight Pass. you got 1FC on... Uh, or one championship on pay-per-view, on the online pay-per-view. you got World Series of Fighting on the 20th. And, of course, you finish your weekend off uh, on Sunday with UFC Fight Night 83. So if you, if you had a bad weekend with no MMA in your life, have no fear. Next weekend is coming. It's coming. Very soon. Awesome. So let's get into Let's get into a few topics here. Um, of course, we're going to break down. Well, I don't know if we're going to break it down, but we're going to give our final thoughts on Bellator 149, which is uh, taking place in Houston. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. But there was a little, little article that I read that I thought was a little interesting that might spark up a little bit of conversation between us. And if you want to get in on the conversation, you're always welcome to call 929 zero uh, seven seven but I, I caught up an article that uh, is on a cheat sheet which um, is not really something that I frequent but it just happens to uh, show up on my browser which is now frozen perfect good job Dell yeah. keep me in the game but um 
so anyway, so it's a, it, it, it basically what it was was a UFC edition uh, with a list of five super fights that could have happened but ended up not happening. And so I thought there were a few interesting mentions on here. One that I never even knew uh, knew could have happened, but there's five of them, and we're going to break down the top five. This was an article. Let me just reset that real quick now that my Internet is working. Article written by Trent Ryan Smith. I don't know anything about him, but uh, he, he, he wrote this article. So anyway, super fights that could have happened that never happened. Top five. If you could pick one off the top of your head, what would you go with? Are you asking me or are you about to say them? Okay. No, no, that's a question. I want to see if you can pick any off of this list. Let me see. Um, top five fights I never got to see. Um, let's go. That would fall under the super fight category. Quote super fight category, GSP Anderson Silva, even though I never thought that would be a good fight for GSP. I would have watched it. Um, Randy Couture, Fedor Emelianenko in their primes. That was number one. He had that as his number one fight that should have that happened was. or could have happened but never did. Um, they talked about yeah. that fight a lot, and they were just never able to put it together. The UFC was ready to throw boatloads of cash at Fedor Emelianenko, but they could but Emelianenko's guys could never get over the uh UFC's refusal to co promote. And it, it's just yeah. you know, now I don't know if that's an issue, but it doesn't matter now. Because that the the boat has sailed a long time ago on that fight. But man, could you right. imagine Fedor Emelianenko back in two thousand and Seven, two thousand and eight, two thousand and nine, in the heavyweight division of the UFC, things might be a little bit different today. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they well, they might be a little bit different. I don't know if you've noticed that heavyweights are just getting bigger and bigger. You, you know, you never know. I mean, uh, it, it, it could be anything. I mean, he was getting, you know, he was getting knocked out and manhandled in strike force, right? And that would have been a great rematch to see had he come back. You know, you give him a tune-up fight, and then maybe you try to get him in there against uh, Fabricio Verdum. But uh, who knows what would have happened to him during the tune-up fight? So, you know, we we just uh, we just don't know. We don't really know. It seems like uh, it seems like after Pride, they're more interested in. Uh, you know, making sure that nothing happened to him, and it yeah. it kind of didn't go their way. Yeah, knocked out by a middleweight. Of course, that middleweight <laughs> was Dan Henderson, but uh, right. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, you know, it's just well, there was that, and you know, Bigfoot beat him up, and then Verdum choked him out, and you know. It just, you know, one after the other. It's like, you know, the game evolved, but he didn't. You know, he knocked yeah. out, you know, some some guy named Brett, you know, who personally I think probably could have beat Fedor, just 
respected the fact that he was standing in in the cage with Fedor and didn't really uh, didn't really let it go. So, you know, it's just yeah, think, uh, it's I kind think, of a weird deal. I think Brett Rogers' only knockout after that was uh, against his wife, unfortunately. Yeah, that's uh, it's kind of horrible. That was a bad kind of horrible. <laughs> yeah. But so, so they have number five. Their, their number five fight here is uh, Jose Aldo and Anthony Pettis, which what I'm reading here, according to Trent Rhymesmith, is um, a fight that the UFC had preliminary agreements on when they were both champions, but uh, because Pettis of the lost. injury, the fight never happened. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that, and then I think they're actually going to – I think they were going to try to do that again, and then Anthony Pettis lost. And nobody expected yeah. him to lose to Dos Anjos. They thought he was unstoppable, and uh, Dos Anjos beat him up for five rounds. Props to Rafael Dos Anjos, you know, for putting a king in that, turned, I guess. Uh, yeah. Dos Anjos has turned into a monster, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the, I guy's, the guy's more well-rounded than he ever was. I remember him in the, in the WEC. You know, he was always a great jiu-jitsu guy. He wasn't, he wasn't really good standing up. Now he's, you know, now he's all there, man. He's just, he's the full package. So, uh, he's a lot to handle. I mean, because I remember my first memory of Rafael Dos Anjos is his UFC fight against Josh Koscheck. And he made Josh Koscheck highlight reel, if you remember. Because Koscheck lifted him up off the ground with a just absolute let me see if I can find it here. Because I might be misremembering it now. But I'm looking at the fight lineup. Well, never mind, because it looks like I was lying. <laughs> no, it was Jeremy Stevens. It was Jeremy Stevens. Yeah, his first fight okay. in the UFC against Jeremy Stevens back in 2008. And Jeremy Stevens flattened him in the third round with a nasty uppercut. And uh, for that guy now to be the world champion and, and dominating guys. Yeah. Right? Is yeah, that safe I mean, to say? Totally, do- totally dominating guys, yeah. So the He's come next, a long the next way. One on. That, that just shows that you just you can keep evolving, if you want. That it's a it's a sport that you can keep evolving, and if you keep evolving, even the guy that knocks you out, you know you will soon surpass that guy, and you will make it to the top as long as you stay current with the game, because that game, that's a game that uh, ever evolves every day. Yep, and of course, everybody knows March 5th, another potential hype train derailment opportunity. But uh, we'll see. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> the next one Only for that fight. Very interesting. He's still the feather. He's still the featherweight champ if he loses. Yeah, but you know what? I think. I think. And 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 honestly, right now, I still haven't decided who I'm going to pick on that fight. 
I think it's I think it's just as likely that McGregor goes in there and knocks him out in the first round that it is that Dos Anjos grinds him out for 25 minutes. I I really think yeah. that it it could absolutely go either way. Oh, I agree with you. I agree. But, I'm excited. You know, that's for that, game right? plans, really? right? Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. That's that's game plans, right? Who's going to be able to impose their will? So that's uh, that's coming up in what two weeks now, right? We're uh, we're that close, and uh, hopefully Conor McGregor's healthy, and Rafael dos Anjos is healthy too. Yeah, because we don't want any Tito Ortiz excuses coming up in those five interviews on that one. But so here's a really interesting one that I thought that I, that I never knew about. You may have you may have known or had heard about it back in the day. But this is a very interesting one. So apparently, back in UFC 36, um, the UFC had lined up then welterweight champion Matt Hughes to defend that belt against future arguable greatest of all time, Anderson Silva. Yeah. I'm surprised to see that. Anderson Silva and Matt Hughes. Matt Hughes in his prime. Anderson Silva still on his way up. Pretty interesting. Yeah. Pretty interesting stuff. Anderson Silva at 170. Uh, That would have been... That's... You know what, man? I think... uh, I think he would have been kind of big. I think... uh, that would have been a, that would have been a wrestling clinic, or it would have been a striking clinic. Yeah, that that's an interesting matchup to me. Matt Hughes, dominant wrestler in that in those days. Um, Anderson Silva, not yet quite uh, renowned as he would have become, obviously. But. Uh, yeah, I don't know. If that was I just thought that was interesting because I never knew that. I never knew that they had that lined up, but that was actually planned. And then, uh, I, I guess, uh, uh, an injury caused a caused a change, and Hughes actually ended up facing uh, Sakuraya and uh, winning by TKO. So, yeah, but, uh, interesting, interesting to talk about nonetheless. And of course, yeah, your, your, your normal ones: uh, Brock Lesnar, Fedor, Emelianenko. Um, in hindsight, my guess is Brock, Brock, Brock Lesnar would have steamrolled Fedor, two hamburgers, a million Anko. Yeah. A.K.A. Brock Fedor, the can crusher. And then, of course, the one that we've been yelling for for at least a year and a half, Ronda Rousey and uh, Cyborg. I... I I don't know that we'll see that fight now. I think it's less likely now than it was six months ago. What do you think? Um, I mean, you know, if we did get to see it, it wouldn't have been a super fight, right? And yeah, it's like Cyborg doesn't even care now because that was her, pay, you know, that was like a big paycheck for her. I don't even think she cares anymore. I don't even think she cares if she fights in the UFC. Yeah, I think I agree with that. Because, because she, I think she was only trying to do it so she could fight Ronda Rousey, 
and uh, Ronda Rousey ends up losing. So now what do we do? You know, and everybody's, you know, a couple of girls have said, hey, well, I'll come on, you know, I'll fight it. I'll fight her at 45 and, you know, whatnot, which it, which might be cool, right? Maybe maybe you open up a new division there, you know, because there are girls who can't make 35. Maybe you open up mm-hmm. a new division there. Eventually, Chris Cyborg is going to get beat too, right? Yeah. So it's uh, if, if you're gonna if you're gonna get her get her in there and showcase her, then you know let's uh, let's open up a new division. She can head it off, and somebody will come along and dethrone her. That's how they did it with Ronda Rousey. Yeah, I, I would. I'd still, you know, obviously, I think that for for Cyborg, I think a fight with Rousey, obviously, the a little bit of the luster was knocked off of the courtesy of Holly Holm. Um, Holly Holm said she'd be glad to fight uh, Cyborg. At 145, championship or no championship, she doesn't care. Yeah, I, I, I think, think that's that. I'd like to see that fight. Yeah, uh, I don't think that'd be a problem there. I mean, uh, I'd watch that fight. I think Holly Holm. Uh, I think Holly Holm doesn't have a problem making the weight at 45. I think she's. Yeah, you know, I think if anything, she hits harder. You know, so I, I think. Uh, that's a good fight. I don't know if they'll ever make it, but I think it's a good fight. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, she's supposed to fight Ronda Rousey again after she defends against Misha Tate. But I don't. I don't even know if that's going to happen. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, Misha Tate puts up a good fight and it looks good. And of course. All of the arrows are pointing to the Ronda Rousey title match in November against whomever the champion may be, and right. and, and it'll be do or die for Ronda, I think. I you know, and we've talked a little bit about it before. I, I think it'll be do or die for her. I think if she comes back, they give her a title shot, and she loses. I think she's done. She might be done if she wins at this point. Right. You know, who knows? I mean, you know, I think I think when, you know, you've stacked all your money and you have another outlet, there's a way out. You can do something else. You know, maybe, you know, that's, you know, we've talked about it. You don't do it anymore, right? Oh, yeah. And there's other ways, yeah, when no there's other ways you can make your money now, right? She figured out what a crossover. You don't do it anymore. And I think She's slowly, slowly, she's going to fade out, and, you know, eventually she'll just be done. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you know, for all the things that she's done for women's MMA and women athletes in general, you know, and I know she's not the only pioneer. You know, you got Venus Williams, Serena Williams, um, you know, and, and forgive me if I'm missing any other obvious ladies, but, uh, you know, Rhonda has really, I think, in terms of coming in as a woman in a man's sport, proven that women can be as big, bigger draw than any man 
Uh, you know, yeah. it opened up a lot of doors for a lot of people, men and women. Yeah, definitely. But she's got a lasting legacy without question. Yeah, she does. And everybody can say, well, you know, if she were to retire tomorrow, and everybody says, well, you know, she she didn't come back and fight Holly Holm. Maybe she just said, hey, does she have to? I mean, let's be honest. She doesn't have to. She successfully defended. She did it, right? She beat, you know, everybody out there. And, you know, till she couldn't beat anybody, she couldn't beat someone. And she, it's her right not to want to come back and fight again. She doesn't want to do yeah. it anymore. She doesn't have to do it anymore. You know, fighting's not a uh, on-the-fence type of job, I don't think. You can't go, well, I'll just do it this one more time. I mean, it's, I think if you're not 100 you're not 100%, you know, sold on, you know, walking in there and, you know, somebody's going to throw punches at you, somebody's going to hit you, they're going to kick you, they're going to try to take you down. You know, they're going to try and batter you. You can't be on the fence, you know, on that. There's not a, uh, you know, I'll just do it this one last time type deal. It's just, you know... To me, I think that's an in or out sport. You got to be a hundred percent in it, or just don't do it, because that's uh, that's not a go through the motion sport. No, no, it's not. It's not. Yeah, it's not the kind of it's not the kind of uh, sport. You know, even well, you know, every sport has takes its physical toll, but oh, it sure it does. You know, in baseball, when you're getting paid guaranteed money to sit at the end of the bench. You know, you can stick around a few more years and it'd be okay. And basketball, you can right. do the same thing. And football, they'll just break you off and you won't get paid. But in MMA and and the fight game, the fight sports, you, you know, you can step in that cage and hope to collect a paycheck, but uh, you know, you're going to get beat up for right. your troubles. Right, but you, yeah, you should, you're going to beat up for your troubles. Hey. You got to get in there and want to win a fight, right? That's really what yeah. you're wanting to do. You know, you, there's no point, and there's no, there's just no point, and in, in you know, I don't know, man. There's got to be other ways, you know, for those guys to do that. They got to look at some of these top guys who find ways out of the sport or save their money and say, "Hey, I need to do this," right? I, this is what I got to look towards because I can't do this forever. And when I'm done, what am I going to do? Is it broadcasting? Is it, you know, whatever it is, what am I going to do? You know, it, you can't just keep coming back because you need a paycheck. You know, you, you're you're better off. You're, you're better off just getting a regular job. It's safer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I heard Chavo Guerrero Jr., a professional wrestler, say that you've got to plan your way out of it or it will make your plans for you. And, yeah, I mean, that's true. And and I I think the UFC is doing some things to try to get get guys ready for post-fight careers in terms of managing money and stuff like that. Hopefully they are. Um, But uh, let's jump into... Jump into uh, Bellator 149, which is uh, this Friday, 
right here in the great state of Texas. And Bellator has done a doozy of, can we call it a freak show? I mean, there are there are some there are real fights on this card, <laughs> but uh, the the top of the card is a little sketchy, in my opinion. Why? Why do you think it's sketchy? Well, you got Hoist Gracie and Ken Shamrock and Kimbo Slice and Dada Five Thousand. It's laughable. In 2016? Yeah. I like... 2001. (laughs) I like... You know, I don't don't mind the Hoist-Ken Shamrock fight as much as, you know, the Kimbo Dada fight. Man, I'm just... I'm not interested in watching that fight. You know, I'm going to have to watch it, but I'm not... I'm not interested in watching that fight. You know, these guys are going to come out. You know, they're just going to throw haymakers till somebody falls down. That's all good and fine. You know, a lot of people enjoy that, man. I just want to see two guys bang. I don't get into it for that, man. I like to watch. I like to see the chess match. I like to see somebody impose their will. I like to see skill being displayed, whether it's boxing, kickboxing, MMA, jiu-jitsu, I want to see it, you know, I want to see it, I want to see it happen, that's, uh, maybe I'm just weird like that, I don't know. Well, as much as I, as much as I give this card a hard time, I, you know, honestly, I, I'm interested in both fights, um, from, you know, just from a standpoint of being a fight fan, you know, I mean, I, I, I you know, for, for what it is, Kimbo Slice does have a certain appeal in terms of it factor, you know, obviously the skill level just isn't there, never was, never will be. Uh, Dada 5000, you know, whatever. They basically just picked this guy off the street. So um, that that is what it is. And, and, and Hoist Gracie and Ken Shamrock, you know, all joking aside, you know, I believe those guys are, are, are going to show up to do their best to win that fight and, um, you know, not just collect the paycheck. So, um, you know, again, I, I believe do think it's that. an interesting card. I, be, I believe that, man. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. I believe that. I believe it. And to me, watching a Ho- Hoyce Grayson against Shamrock fight, that's a throwback, right? That's a, uh, it's like a nostalgia fight. It's like, where were you when you first saw these guys fight? The first time they did it. You know, yeah. You know, Kimbo and Dada. I mean, that's fine. Whatever. Y'all want to come out, talk smack, and you know, just you know, throw hands while somebody wax themselves. That's fine. I have, you know, whatever, whatever they want to do, man. It doesn't matter. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna wade through it and get to the main event. I mean, there's some other good fights on the card too. So, uh, you know, you got uh, Texas. Texas guy, Daniel Pineda, taking on Emmanuel Sanchez. Uh, Melvin yeah. Gillard and Derek Compost, Emmanuel Newton and Linton Vassell. That rounds out the main card. Uh, you know, that's three, yeah, that's that's three solid fights. That's three solid yeah. fights to get you ready 
you know, for that main event and co-main event. Yeah, no, those are those are going to be great fights. I can't wait to watch them, man. All those guys, I've seen those guys fight. I've been watching those guys fight. I know that they're going to come out and they got skills. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not interested in the backyard brawl. I'm just not, man. You know, if I don't think Bellator needs, you know, needs a sideshow, carny appeal, right, to sell their shows. They don't, man. They got plenty of talent, and uh, I, I just, I don't like it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for for that reason, I definitely don't like it. That, that doesn't mean that I. And, and anybody listening to the show know that both of us agree that Bellator should be featuring their young, up-and-coming talent, and even some of the more established guys that they have. That those guys yeah. take the spotlight over Dada Five Thousand, and in my opinion, even over a Hoist Gracie and a Ken Shamrock. Not that those guys oh, yeah, be on the card, but uh, you know, I, I'd rather see I'd rather see one of their title holders main event a card and a hoist Gracie Ken Shamrock be a you know, co-main be on the event. undercard. Co-main yeah. event. Yeah. Absolutely deserved. Right? Not being disrespectful. That's just saying, hey, you know, you had your time. Now it's these guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. So real quick, who you got? Gracie or Shamrock? Man, I'm going to take my boy Hoist. All right, I'm going to go with Shamrock. We'll see what happens this He's the reason I'm here today. All right, we'll see. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you Friday. Have a good week.